Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined today uh, by a good friend of mine who I haven't seen in a while. Um, he plays bass in the shoegaze band Cream Vellum, and he's also making music of his own under his own name, uh, which we'll definitely talk more about. But um, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. It's been a long time coming. Uh, to finally do this episode, so um, uh, very excited. So Ryan Sablay, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Ben. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you dealing with so many schedule changes and apocalyptic events and just everything that has led to this now happening right now. So hey, that that's quite all right, man. That is quite all right. I'm still here. I'm still doing the thing, sitting in this exact spot. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Do you always do it from this room or do you like switch it up a little bit? I, yeah, I always do it here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could theoretically like bring my laptop across my my house to uh, be on the couch, like with the banner in the background, but like oh, for sure, that's just too much work, man. And cause everything's all like, <laughs> Like the the sound and like the charger and like all that is like all wired to the computer, so like mm -hmm. you have to bring all of that back over there. It's just too much work. So I feel that I feel that consistency is key. So that is that's good. That's right. Yeah, uh, Ryan, how are you doing today? I am doing very good. It's my day off, so I am happy to not be working for a little bit and to just be chilling out and to be here with you it's been um a long year so it's just nice to see you again just talk to anyone again with everything going on so i feel i feel good yeah good good i'm glad um yeah you want to you want to tell us uh, uh a little bit about what what you do uh for work yeah, for sure. So I work currently at um, Bright Cellars. It's a wine company based downtown. It's like a subscription company. Um, and I've been doing that for, God, I guess a year now, a little over a year, which is crazy. Because before this, I had jobs, so many different little jobs all over the place. Oh, yeah. One of them, uh, I think uh, I uh, <laughs> knew you somewhere from. Yeah, I've seen you around. I would see you you know working with you and that sort of thing at, <laughs> yeah. at roast which is how we met so that's yeah what a that's place. a long time i know i know it's crazy i stop in there sometimes and get stuff yeah i i um you know i i don't walk in there for obvious reasons but i walk <laughs> but i walk past it all the time yeah so you're you're a wine associate is my understanding yes associate wine concierge nice. which is a yeah a fancy way of saying i deal with um customer service and people who order wine from us or have like issues like the wine is damaged or whatever or like problems like, with the wine you know like yeah just problems with the wine like we get people who are like i hate wine what wine should i drink <laughs> and it's like i don't i don't know like why are you calling it stupid? yeah it's like First, maybe you could try Google. Drink something else. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a lot of different beverages you can have. Dude, you don't we, have to drink wine. We live in a city with so many breweries, dude. Yeah, it's like you could have beer. Do you like beer? Right. Like, yeah. Or water or milk, maybe. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Maybe a nice sparkling water. Like, yeah, yeah some carbonated water maybe some coconut water if if you're feeling uh, a little tropical or something <laughs> yeah, i feel that um yeah it, yeah it's cool though it's fun i mean i learned about wine because i never really knew anything about it before and they send us free wine to like taste and stuff for the job so that's super cool i do like it damn that's kind of dope that's that's actually a pretty good gig it sounds like i yeah I first heard of Bright Sellers because I went to a No Studios event, uh, mm. like I want to say like two years ago, and they had like a little like booth where with like a cheese platter, mm. and so we could like have the wine and cheese and be all bougie. Uh, yeah, 
and it was it was fun i was like oh shit gal take your card yeah you might hear from me soon i never i never ended up ordering wine from them but that's okay i'll 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 give you some i'll get you some some stuff when this is all over yeah can i can i come over and and drink some wine ryan hell yeah literally boxes show up all the time they just show up and it's like i wasn't expecting anything and the fedex guys are with the it's a big box of wine and i throw it in the the pile in the living room so (laughs) well Um, if you're uh you know, if you're willing to um, uh, uh, donate uh, to the chair, to the nice charity, <laughs> I'll definitely uh, take some wine off of you, man. If, if it's too much, if you, if there's any you don't want. Uh, okay, okay. I, def- I definitely will. I feel like I do owe you. I promised I would take you out for a drink like a, like a year ago and then, you know, everything, whatever. I don't even Brian, know. Brian, you don't owe me shit, okay? <laughs> Okay. man i i appreciate that sentiment a lot but dude of course it's I, I don't expect anything from anyone after the last year like it's been a hellscape and uh, people have gone through all kinds of trials and tribulations so i'm just glad you and i could share space today to talk a little bit about me too yeah so yeah I'm happy yeah yeah so ryan what we talk about a mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and uh, um as as mentioned before uh you and i met from working together at the roast and i remember that that was when um like when like at work like i first brought up like yeah man i'm i'm starting a podcast like i'm talking to creatives about like what they what they're doing and like uh you know because you know you know we talked about music a little bit um Mm -hmm. I remember you talked about like you had just joined this band and like you they were recording an EP and you had to learn the bass parts all quickly and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, man, well shit, like, dude, if you ever want to be on the podcast, uh, we should definitely do it. Like, that'd be fun. And we were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And you know, two years down the road, we're finally doing it. And uh I know. Um, it's funny, I was one of the first kind of like prospective guests or whatever because i i remember that um period where it was coming together yeah and i'm like shit yeah you just you just let me know you let me know now two years later here we are yeah you were you were in my uh in, in um in uh one of the notes in my phone uh for, for a <laughs> long time for a long time um, excellent where i keep all my pers- prospective guests as you say okay cool yeah but um yeah, and so when I started like covering music for breaking and entering and going to shows, like I remember, like I'd heard of Cream Vellum, um, and I saw they were doing the CP release party at High Dive, and so I go there, and I see you there, and I'm like, oh shit, this is your <laughs> band? This is the band you were talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, yeah, yeah, man, we're about to <laughs> like. <laughs> we just did the cp uh should be fun and uh i had a great time seeing you guys and um since That's then cool. uh, yeah yeah since yeah. then um this past fall uh hans and elise were both on the show and um i love those people very much um, yes me too me too a lot of love know, first ryan so you're you're originally from milwaukee right um so i'm from west bend which is like 40 minutes oh, north yeah. of here yeah, but essentially, I mean, it's like I've lived in the same area my whole life. So, yeah, kind of. Cool. Um, what brought you down to Milwaukee? Um, a lot of things. So, you know, it's like West Bend is kind of it's not really a small town. It's like kind of rural, kind of suburban. Um, but it's like there's just so many opportunities in the city it's like there were a lot of people playing shows and artists just doing all sorts of stuff so um in high school you know it's just like that seemed like the logical next step and I didn't want to go somewhere like super far or anything um so it's just like me and it's like a ton of other people from West Bend moved to Milwaukee after graduating. Like, I'm sure, you know, at least like 20 people from West, like a ton. Oh, I, I, I dated a girl from West Bend, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. 
Interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of familiar with the area. Yeah, indoctrinated a little bit. It's um, yeah, it's funny. It's it's just a weird sort of thing where it's like you almost kind of grow up with these people in a way where they're like family members almost because you've known them since you were like 10 or 12 or whatever. Like both my roommates I went to elementary school with currently. So it's like a weird thing to yeah. think about. That is interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel that where it's like, it's like a small town, but it's not like that small. It's like a medium sized town sort of. So like, there's a lot of people to know, but yeah, it's still like, you know, eventually you want to like, you want a kind of a bigger environment to thrive in. So. Exactly. It's like, I don't, you know, you can play in Regner Park or something. That's like the biggest West Bend venue or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. That's not really a venue, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I, no, yeah, it just made sense to like come here. And then I went to like school and stuff. And it's just, I like the city. I like the people. I have a lot of like friends here and stuff. So it's like, I, I don't know. I just like being here. Yeah, totally. Um, so, um, Tell me a little bit about like when you were younger, uh, kind of the role music played um, in like, like what you listened to growing up and kind of like how it became a creative outlet for yourself. Yeah. Um, so my mom is a piano teacher. So we had a piano in the house and they would teach out of the house and stuff all the time. Um, so I took piano lessons from like a super young age. But it's like when your parent is your teacher, you kind of like clash with them and like butt heads and stuff. So I was kind of like, um, you know, that that's always like kind of a hard thing or whatever. So it's like sometimes I liked playing piano and then sometimes I'm like, I don't like piano. It sucks, whatever. Um, so I do that. And my parents listen to a ton of music and I would just listen to a ton of music, too. Um, I listened to a lot of Queen as a kid. Queen was my absolute favorite band. Um, I had like their greatest hits collection. So I would always just literally listen to the CDs and just like run around the house, like singing Queen and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that was cool. And then just stuff like um, Guitar Hero, like Guitar Hero 3, getting that. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah playing that, that was like super influential too um we've been playing a lot of it actually recently just because of quarantine and everything we we got a copy for the Wii and it's yeah. just dude my my roommate in my roommates in college I remember like played the shit out of Guitar Hero 3 and <laughs> specifically my uh my friend Brock like he would play even flow every fucking day <laughs> And I got like sick of hearing I know it's like you know all of those songs by heart they're like embedded in your DNA and welcome to the jungle he constantly, oh, yeah. he took like a Facebook video of him playing that song like <laughs> and um I just like yeah, it just became so repetitious that like I got like just tired of that cluster <laughs> of songs on that game. Um, but it's 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 funny as hell at the same time, you know. Yeah, no, I I feel that. See, we haven't reached the same level of of fatigue yet in our household just because we kind of just unearthed it. So it's like, damn, we got like slow ride talk dirty to me sunshine of your love painted black like all that yeah all that stuff yeah but then there's like some songs on there that like no one plays that like <laughs> i honestly forgot like there's like a was it like a fall of troy song there's like a ruby by kaiser chiefs like, oh yeah there's like because there's like bonus songs too yeah. on this yeah yeah and like there's like all these songs that like are there but like I just right. I never heard them played. And then there's um, <laughs> one by Metallica. Yes. Yeah. It's like one of the most difficult ones. Um, it's so hard. Yeah. Uh, I remember like I, I never got good at Guitar Hero, but I did try it out a couple times and it is addicting. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because it's like cool. It's like it's 
the fun of playing a video game with the fun of like the songs you know and stuff like that and that was actually a big influence to get me to start playing guitar too like I got it as a little kid and I'm like oh I want to like actually learn how to play guitar because of the game so that was pretty influential too um yeah I don't know just music was like everywhere like as a as a kid I always just I mean like catchy melodies anything that would get stuck in your head like I would always just like run around like singing and stuff and then like you know you learn to like play the instruments and then just again just like learning to play songs and like covers on an instrument was like a cool way of starting and then just kind of from there figuring out how to like write my own stuff it's like oh if they can do it it's like I can do that too yeah right where it's like there's no reason for me not to do it if I can mm-hmm. kind of like assemble the pieces together and make yeah. sense of it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and it, it just, it made sense because it's like, I I don't know, it just felt like good to play music and like know where like the notes go and stuff. It felt very like um, intuitive. Um, and it's, it's like too, like my, um, you know, my uncle is like a professional guitar player too. So it's like, he's like the the touring guitar player for like the Killers. So whenever the Killers would be like around and stuff, we'd go see their shows. And it's me as like a real little kid at this Killers concert and like talking to my uncle and seeing all of them. And it's like, oh, my uncle does that. It's like, yeah, I can do that too. Like that's a job that's like attainable. Like if your uncle's like an accountant or something, it's like, yeah, that's just something you like do, like go into or whatever. I don't know, so. Oh yeah, I do. I forgot about that. I remember you told yeah. me, that. like back at work, like you told me about the killers. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that's fun. That was always um, influential too. So I mean, like that was like as a real little kid, and then from there, it's like I just like to like learn a lot and stuff like that. It's just like my personality. If you like one thing, you like it's like oh the rolling stones paint it black or whatever it's like this song's cool let me listen to like all the rolling stones album it's like the fucking who influenced the rolling stones like oh the old like blues guys so it's like then you listen to all the old blues guys and it's like everything from there rabbit so rabbit yes hole. yeah a huge rabbit hole um yeah, them and, and just like two like bands like um, the Black Keys or like the White Stripes and like all those like indie bands around that time and stuff too. It's like you listen to them and it's like, wow, this is cool. I want to learn more about this or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When uh, when did you start playing bass? <clears throat> um, yeah, so that just kind of came. <laughs> so it was it was actually funny. It was I was just trying to get better at music and my favorite album um through like all of my teenage years was is this it by the strokes love that album so much yeah and i was just trying to get into more like professionally like making music and stuff so i'm like to practice i'm going to learn how to play every instrument on this album and do everything and just record it and sing and play the drums and stuff like that so i was like okay i should like get a bass so um I borrowed a bass from my aunt and that was years ago. I still have it. I still have not returned it yet. I need to do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I've been borrowing that for such a long time and I just learned to play it um, for that. And it's like, it's something that comes, again, supernaturally. It's like a guitar without two of the strings or whatever, so yeah. Gotcha, dope, cool. Well, Mm. if uh, she hasn't asked, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I know. The thing is, she has asked though. I've just been like, she lives like two hours away. So I'll be like, yeah, like whenever I'm in the neighborhood. And the one time in like two years I'm up north, it's like, oh fuck, I forgot it. Yeah. So, like, I just I don't have it. I don't yeah. one of these days. So hey, that's all good, man. Yeah. Um what was your first band? That is a good question so in high school there were a lot of people who played music and a lot of stuff going on um so honestly my first band was one that didn't even play like shows or anything like that we literally just like practiced in um uh, my friend's basement and sometimes my cramped bedroom um but i i had a friend who grew up down the street from me and his name was colin 
Um, and he and I would ride the bus together every day to like high school. And we knew each other kind of in middle school. We like talked and stuff. And he, I mean, at first he was like super, a very much a go-getter. And he would sit by me every day on the bus. He's like, do you want to like form a band with me? He's like, you play music, like let's make a band. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of just want to like go home and like go to sleep or whatever and stuff okay, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And he would like literally ask me like every day is like, come to my house, come play guitar with me. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. So we would do that. And then like, we would just hang out and listen to music and just play like the two of us, a lot of stuff. And I mean, he's like a super creative guy. So we would just write stuff and play stuff. And he literally we didn't have enough money for a drum set. So he literally built a drum set out of like pots and pans. I know in like gallon tubs or whatever. Yeah. And it sounded like shit and it was horrible, but it was just, I don't know. It was kind of funny. Um, Got to improvise sometimes. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, that there was that, that was kind of like the first group. Um, and then I was in a group a little bit after that, that's actually still around tree minder like Tom oh Olig. yeah Tom Olig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah they actually just um, dropped the um uh fucking EP like a couple or an album yeah. a couple months ago yeah right they put their EP out they've been a band for over like eight nine ten years I was in it when I was like 17 or something oh, like shit. that yeah I know so they're cool that was fun um there's a little space in West Bend called the Candlelight Collective where like bands from out of town would come and play and stuff. So that was cool to see that as like a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like a super musical community. So a lot of experience, just like, I don't know. I like people, I like playing with people. So like nice, that, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's well, shout out to Tom's uh, other band in Carcia that's been uh, playing these days. Yes, um, he was in Beach Burial too, but sadly they broke up. Yeah, uh, I, I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a hardworking musician for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and we played a show with Beach Burial a couple of um for the River West Twenty Four, or whatever, yeah, yeah. which was really fun. All those people in that basement and like everyone, it was so hot and like everyone was sweaty, but like everyone was super into it because they just rode a bunch of miles on a bike, and then there's like this loud basement music. it was fun i don't know yeah man shut up the river was 24 i wanted yeah. to do it this past year but needless to say um say, what's stopping you yeah man yeah yeah man i really fucking missed it this year man um yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah 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 uh how so um were you like in any bands like in college when you were at uwm yeah, so in college, not that much, just because it was like, I lived in the dorms for a little bit, and um, just school and like all this other stuff going on. So it was like, it was a lot more me like insular kind of songwriting, like yeah. by myself, but I would um, still hang out with Colin. And we had a band called Seymour, and we would write stuff um and there were like revolving members in and out of that but again that band like didn't get to play any shows or anything like that we didn't put a ton of time into it into like the actual kind of like playing part of stuff we did just like a ton of writing yeah, um, yeah. and yeah and like recording and stuff which is honestly like super fun it's super fun to just like play around and like jam and stuff like that yeah um yeah so that that was what we kind of did and that was in college um and that was the extent of it but otherwise yeah it was a lot of just more writing than performing or anything else i get that mm. that makes sense yeah um, yeah uh well with um with cream vellum uh how did you i mean like as i mentioned before like you know elise and hans have been on the show to talk a little bit about um the bands and, and its history so how from your perspective, like how did you uh, get involved with them? Yeah, so um, it was uh, literally we, I was doing projects with Colin for Seymour, but then a ton of stuff just kind of happened and fell apart. And like everyone in the group was like, we just kind of need to take a break, stuff like that. So that, I mean, it just disbanded. Um, and it's like, I was still writing my own stuff, doing like solo stuff. And then I was like, 
I would like a way to occupy my time and go out and play music while I'm doing my own stuff. Um, just in the back of my head. And I was just like scrolling through Facebook and there was a, a photo shoot that was posted from the Murray Attic shows. Um, and so I was just looking at that set because that, that was like a cool set. And I saw Elise playing the French horn mm. um, in one of the photo sets. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that band looks cool. Not that the other bands didn't look cool or anything like that. But I was looking for something kind of unique. And I was like, the fact that they do some like brass instrumentation or whatever, I'm like, that could be kind of cool and useful. Um, so I messaged Elise and I was just like, hey, I play, cause I actually, I play the violin too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if you need like a violin player for something or something like that, um, just let me know. I'm like down to jam, I'd be super up for that. And she's like, we don't need a violin player. She's like, but we do need a bass player. Do you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. She's like, we play a show in like a week. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, and we record an album this weekend. Like, is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, let's, <laughs> right. yeah, I'm up, I'm up for it. Yeah. So that, I know it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, but that was cool. I mean, that's how I got into it. And then uh, we all just went to Hans's house in uh, Waukesha and they played me the songs and they literally just like gave me the bass and they're like, just kind of like, listen. And I'm like, okay. So I like listen and I just kind of, I mean, I loved what they were doing and I just got along with it, like playing and stuff. And I mean, everything just like clicked super well. Uh, and then we played a show like two days later and then we started recording like two or three days after that or something. So um, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It all kind of just happened so like spontaneously. So. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I like a challenge and I very much like to I absolutely love playing music with people. So that was something I missed. So just I mean, they're all like talented musicians um and just hearing them all play it like it inspires you as a musician to play along with them and i mean come up with your own stuff so it's cool very cool totally it's dope um have you have you guys uh, gotten together recently like what are you guys up to yeah yeah actually just i mean like with everything going on i mean everything was on hiatus for a while but actually just last Saturday, um, Hans, Elise, and I got together at Elise's house and we practiced some old songs, which just felt so good. I mean, it feels so good to play an instrument with people. Um, and yeah, we just practiced those and we practiced some, they showed me like a new song they were working on. So that was cool. And we talked about um, some upcoming projects we're excited for because it's been a little bit since we've recorded music um so that's something that'll hopefully be happening very soon very excited for that stoked i'm yeah. very stoked because you know <clears throat> i've uh, i've sung the praises of cream valve <laughs> show uh and we appreciate it we really do no i yeah well i appreciate y'all like um you know i've told elise hans and um I, like i've told them i've revisit songs on venus rxrx all the time like naivety still one of my favorites um love dashing boy love glass on glass like there's and like when i heard more about elise's like um poetic like approach to the lyrics yeah um and just like how she kind of story told um it just gave me a, a different uh appreciation for those songs like just hearing like that um sort of you know visceral dimension of like the place she was in when she was like writing the lyrics and uh yeah i still love that ep a lot and i'm very stoked for uh, that's, yeah that's cool no i i agree elise is super cool and in, in just how literary she is with everything and i mean that's the beauty of a band or any sort of musical project or artistic collaboration is it's like every individual has something so genuine and unique to themselves and then they bring it in and it's just like how that interacts with other people and it just creates this crazy unique thing like that and it's just it feels great I love it when that happens so yeah totally totally um 
Yeah. Well, that all said, um, so, you know, we've, we've talked about in the previous conversations we've had leading up to this episode, you have shared that you're working on um, your solo material. And so it's under your, your own name, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, I, I, I've thought of like, a, you know, I've, I've spent time trying to like think of like a moniker or something. It's like, should I go by like a, like a stage name or like a performer name or something like that? And everything I come up with, I'm like, oh, that's so cheesy. Or that's so late. Or it's like, I can't call myself that. Or it's just not even encompassing to what I want to do like as a musician. Cause it's like, there is a lot of different stuff I like and I don't want to have a name that evokes one specific sort of idea or musical image. So I feel yeah. like, you know, it's like, I'm just going by my own name as the performer. It's like what I'm doing, what I'm coming up with and putting out there. And it's, if, you know, it fits a lot of stuff. So yeah, yeah. excited for that. I respect that. Yeah, I, I admire that approach a lot um, mm -hmm. because that, yeah, like, your name can become synonymous with whatever direction that is you choose to take it. Yeah. And especially if I like collaborate with other people or like do features and stuff like that, it's like easier to just recognize that um, those like different artistic entities in there or whatever and stuff. So that's cool. Totally. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, I guess uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you're working on and just like, you know, yeah. Yeah. What's the idea? Totally, for sure. So it, it's one of those things. It's like my personality is very much like performer, um, just like creative. I, I just like to do a ton of a ton of stuff like spice of life, whatever, because it's like I act in stuff, too. It's like I've acted in like a, a ton of like short films and stuff like that. I love doing that. I love just having something and just being like, all right, what can I do with this? What can I kind of work towards to like really test my abilities or whatever and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, like I talked about, I, I play in bands. I, I do a lot of different stuff, <clears throat> but it's one of those things where it's like Cream Vellum is very much its own project. And there's stuff, there's a ton of songs I have where it's like, you know, they just wouldn't fit with the the project that Cream Vellum is. Not that they wouldn't fit or whatever, but it's just like it's nice to do your own, yeah, your own thing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sitting on a on a ton of written material and recorded material, and it's like I have not recorded stuff in a while because I tried like home recording, like using Ableton and. Um, other software and stuff and it's just like I just suck at it I cannot record for shit it sounds terrible um so I'm like I'm just gonna save up money and like literally just have a professional do it um so yeah so I mean I just saved up money stockpiled songs and stuff and then I was um because I have like a like a big boy adult job now it's like I have more money so I was thinking like okay I can kind of like afford to do this um so I was thinking who did I want to do that and um, I, I settled on the wire and vice studio out in Waukesha just cause I heard, um, it was like a ton of little events that kind of like led me to them. I would hear like recordings and stuff like, um, Abby Jean or whatever. Like I like her single, like pleasures pain. I heard that one time on the radio. I'm like, this kicks ass. Like who did this? Like, this is cool. And she's located around here. And I, um, talked with her, her manager and stuff found out it was wire and vice so i sent them a thing um like pre-covid actually like and when i say pre-covid i mean literally i think the day before quarantine was instated so i sent them an email like whatever i'm like hey like i would love to work with you guys whatever they're like cool sounds good and then the earth exploded and yeah, yeah. that's so that funny was, because actually yeah. like i went i actually went to wire and vice to do an episode with justin perkins yeah like, okay like the day before everything shut down. I remember that too. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very cool. Um, right, I know it's such a weird feeling. So that happened and then literally months went by and it's like, I just wasn't thinking about making projects and stuff. And then I think sometime in September or October, um, Ashley from Wire and Vice emailed me back. She's like, hey, Ryan, like we're finally opening up um and we're like ready to record and stuff like that and um 
we'd love to have you in sometime or whatever. I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, sounds great, let's do it. Um, yeah, so that, then I went back in um, and my initial idea was to record an EP there within a couple of days with like the money and stuff I had, but I forgot how much work it is when you're doing everything yourself in the studio. Yeah. Cause when we're recording like um, Venus, uh, you know, it's like everyone does their own thing. It's like, I come in, it's like, I do the bass and then I can go like get Burger King or something like that. Right. And I'm done, but it's with the studio. It's like, Oh, it's me. It's like, I have to play that. It's like, Oh, I have to play this too. It's like, I have to do like everything. Um, so we didn't have time to record a, a full EP, but, um, oh, I forgot. Sorry if I'm rambling, interrupt me. Or no, rambling. no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But, um, I worked with, uh, Ian Olvera, um, and he, I, I, you know, he's great. I really like Ian so much. He's, um, like you said, he's got like a really funny sense of humor yeah 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 it, it, it's a weird thing when you're meeting someone and you don't have like mutual people around you if that makes sense where you're coming in an interaction and it's like I don't really know you you don't really know me so it's like you kind of like put out there and gauge how they'll react to stuff and like what to talk about or whatever yeah totally. Um, yeah but no it's cool I mean like obviously he I talked to him a lot about like music and like Dylan and stuff and We'd make jokes and like eat lunch and stuff and we just I brought in a ton of recordings and we worked on a couple that I thought were really more doable all things considered because some of them were like bigger productions where I think I got too big for my britches and it's like I don't have time for this sort of thing um yeah so we, we recorded a couple of those um over that period of time and then I had to go back for like some other stuff. And I mean, it has just been in, there's been a limbo of emails and delays and presidential elections and viruses and all that other stuff. Um, so it's taken longer just because of that. But um, yeah, those should be out in just a little little bit. I'm excited. And then we'll put them up on on Bandcamp and the and streaming services and stuff like that and those singles are going to be a start to uh, a lot more singles to come and stuff like that I, I had a really good time working with Ian so excited for that yeah hey uh breaking and entering um you know what to do yeah for sure yes I will I will hit you up about that in just a little bit it right yes there's been so much going on with um just all the like coordinating stuff as I'm sure you know obviously like it's like I got to talk to the producer I got to talk to like the you know album art like the artist making album art and stuff like that um which by the way I've only had one piece commissioned yet um Josiah Elner is a local artist I don't know if you've seen oh, his stuff yeah sure. really beautiful um um paintings and stuff and I you know I just saw his work and I knew it would fit for one of the songs so I had him commission a really beautiful piece of single art so super excited for that still kind of feeling out for some of the other pieces but um again just another part of the artistic process i love collaborating with people right a lot of facets to it so yes yeah. exactly so like uh stylistically like how would you describe what you've been working on yeah so i you know it, it's like genre is such a weird thing i don't want to sound like funny about it but it's like genre is an illusion it's i, know, I agree i yeah. agree genres are dying for sure yeah it's like it's just music you idiot just listen to it you know it's like um fucking loser <laughs> yeah it's like hey what up loser listen to this um yeah but it's it's literally like um i mean i listen to I just love listening to music. So whatever influences me and stuff, I will kind of put out. Um, I would classify it as pop. I remember just hearing something about, um, it was like a quote David Byrne said or something like that, where it's like, no matter how like experimental our music gets, it's like pop music. It's like, I wanna make music that people like and people listen to. Yeah. Um, Yes, but also like interesting and like stimulating and stuff like that. But also just at the end of the day, it's like you can just like kick back, 
yeah. Drink a couple of beers, hang out with the bros, have fun, you know, what I don't know, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know, just stuff. Um, one of them is like a super pretty kind of like electronic influence piece because I was kind of really getting into um, like MIDI stuff. Again, working with Ableton, Ableton software, programming like drum loops and stuff and, and keyboards. And then the other one is kind of more just like a, stripped down kind of classic rock song i don't know so yeah a lot of different stuff going on i'm looking forward to you know the uh, clear you. melting pot of uh of yes exactly. <clears throat> yeah. right i just you know it's like i'm a singer songwriter instrumentalist i like to look at it like a big canvas and it's like whatever i can put on there that sounds cool or interesting it's like hell yeah i'd love to go for it so um I'm, I'm trying to think just some stuff i've been like listening to lately or whatever but um <laughs> i don't know when i was starting the project i was listening to a lot of like jack stopper or whatever like i think his stuff is so fun that weird kind of like glitchy pop yeah. stuff but it's like tiktoks it's like people make tiktoks off of it and stuff yeah, it's like right. i like that stuff yeah yeah of course um oh i agree like i mean good music is good music like i i don't like to get too attached to like you know genres or styles or you know like 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 when i'm writing about something like i'll say what it sounds like like yeah you know sonically but i try never to like compare artists to other artists i also try to like you know um i also keep in mind that <laughs> Cause I, I hate when, I hate when other publications do that, you know, like I hate when someone's yeah. Oh, yeah, like, they sound like the Beatles, you know, or like they <laughs> sound, they, this, this guy sounds like John Mayer, like, right. Like you're, you're trying to be your own thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I totally feel that I'm the, I'm the same way. And I, I appreciate that. Cause it's like, it's not that it's not what that right. is. Right. It's like, then why are you doing it if you're just emulating what someone's already doing, you know? And right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that and also, um, you know, there can be an artist in one lane of style like that I really like. And then there can be an artist that's stylistically similar that I don't care for. It's like I just try to attach myself to the artists and, you know, just what everyone is individually yeah. doing, rather than like, oh, yeah, like I. Uh, I'm a sucker for like dream pop, but right, like, right? But you know, there's a lot of dream pop I love, and there's a lot of dream pop I don't like. So you know, it's I totally feel that, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm kind of indie, kind of alternative, kind of just you know. What does that even that. mean anymore? Right. <laughs> you know? It's like okay, it's like yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to ask about was um lyrically like what have you what have you been writing about what have you like what place have you been feeling your lyrics have been coming from yeah that's um cool question it so honestly unfortunately lyrics i feel like are the hardest part of songwriting for me because it's like again it's like i have like sort of a super self-critical brain where it's like oh you can't write that like that's cheesy like that's so lame that's such a lame lyric or whatever um so it really forces me to to really um think about the stuff I'm writing um for some of the more recent singles I've been putting out I really just wanted to make love songs like plain and simple like love pop songs because it's like I love love people like love or whatever and stuff I do I do love love you know? yeah love, love is tight love is dope yeah it feels good <laughs> um right. yeah but just just that kind of thing it's like you can write good pop love songs and stuff like that so it's like i'm just trying to like do stuff like that and that's kind of where i'm um starting out right now and especially too for like gaining an audience and stuff like that it's like if i want to like put that stuff out people listen to it kind of just get more attention and then from there i can kind of uh do other stuff as well but that is kind of what has been on my mind um lately i haven't been it's like with COVID, it's like, there's not as much life to experience. Like, not really, like, that's kind of a weird way of saying it, but it's like, I don't know, it's hard, it's weird. Oh yeah, I mean, that's why dating is very strange right now. 
because like <laughs> you know there's the normal things you would do like in the dating world like are largely um kind of curved you know it's like yeah or there, or there's a lot of nuances that weren't there before um mm. not to say that like it's impossible there's obviously many things you can do with a significant other that don't involve like going out and spending money but it is different you know and especially with everything going on in the world it's hard to like focus on like uh a rigid idea of love so i yeah yeah, I, I get that. Um, well, man, I'm I'm just I'm excited to hear what you've been working on, dude. Um, I like you a lot as a person, and so and I'm sure I like you too, man. Quite a little little bit of this, yeah. Um, but also, like you know, I um, yeah, I I like what you're uh, kind of um, uh, the way you're describing what you've been working on just seems to be very, um, you know, stream of conscious and uh, um, influenced by just a lot of your own curiosities like about music and sound and ideas and that's a I feel like that's the best way to create so yeah I I like that I appreciate that review it um (laughs) that's great yeah (laughs) I I mean it kind of draws me back to something I like a big kind of artist that got me one of the last big artists that like really influenced me because it's like, you know, you like a lot of ones, but then there's certain ones where it's like, wow, I love what you're doing. It's just Brockhampton, like a a ton of guys living in a house, a ton of creatives, just like 15 people throwing all these ideas together, just having fun, like seeing where it goes and what they do with it. It's like, that's incredible. That's such an amazing way to make music. And it's like, I'm a, you know, it's like I'm in a band and I'm a solo artist right now. It's like I would love to ultimately, that's my big goal is to just be like a huge collaborator. I love collaborating with people, working with people. And I'd love to someday maybe have like some sort of just big artistic project like that because it's beautiful. I love it. Right. Like a collective. Yeah. Yes. A collective. Exactly. Right. It's it's so so cool one of these days maybe we'll see i forgot yeah i do remember you you do you did really love Brockhampton. there i saw them at the rave like a year and a half ago were you at that show yeah was it when the when ginger just came out or whatever yeah yes i was there too that might have been my last um pre-covid concert as well yes yeah yeah that was fun they are like very eclectic and i i love how everyone is authentically themselves in that group mm-hmm. um so yeah man um loved it love to hear it love to see it and uh you know it's just great to hear from you dude so uh i know it's so good to see, man i i just can't you know it's like a broken record but it's like i can't wait till this stuff's all over it's like but i yeah yeah for real for real so yeah so as, as we're as we're closing out here um uh, Ryan, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Um, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of problems and stuff. I am overall, for better or worse, an optimist. Um, but I think there are a lot of issues that could be solved by people just being less self-absorbed. I think a lot of people are just so self-absorbed or just need to pay attention to other people and how other people feel and just their lives and stuff. And I mean, it's just like, right. Everyone, everyone could do that. And it, it is just frustrating how many people can kind of be insular like that. Like really just like take a look around at like other people and have some like sympathy and understanding. Just thinking. Yeah, no, I agree. Just mm-hmm. thinking within themselves rather than like outwardly like and understanding like the implications of like how like how what you do and say can affect others um, yeah i yeah that's a great way to be um what uh what puts you to sleep um well you know like i said i am an optimist I think things are gradually getting better. I mean, you look at it like from an outward, I mean, like obviously, you know, people disagree with me or whatever, but it's like the only thing you have sometimes is hope. The only thing sometimes you can have is just the, uh, 
idea that things will get better with hard work and empathy and that sort of thing. And I mean, just friends, family, my girlfriend, collaborators, just the community, everyone. Uh, it just makes me happy to have all these people around and stuff like that. It's It feels good. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Same here. And uh, music and art. Yeah. Puts me to sleep in yeah. a good way. Not boring. It's it's seamless you know like there's always something there's always stuff out there for us to experience and find like our favorite songs are the most beautiful things we've ever heard you and i have not found yet we, we have, it's Dude, i think about that all the time it's like think about how many things you're aware of now that you weren't even like six months ago and it's like think about it damn in six months there's gonna be something that you love you haven't even heard it yet or seen it or eaten it or whatever. That's why I like, I, I, it just like, it drives me up a wall. Like when, you know, people just kind of like listen to what's so conveniently there, you know, like the commercial stuff, like there's so much out there, man. And that's yeah. why like, I, that's why I like, I feel that pour into so much music and interviews yeah and ben i don't mean to sound like a snoop but like legit i because i follow you on spotify or whatever so i see you all the time over there it's like friend activity it's like ben's listening to that it's like that's cool it's like damn look at all that stuff he's listening to it's like all right nice thanks dude i yeah i've I've been taking advantage of quarantine to get into a lot of neat stuff so a lot of a lot of cool stuff out there but no i mean like too i i really appreciate what you do with this show for the community, Milwaukee community, larger community and stuff. It's really cool. I listen to it. It's cool how you showcase all these different people and stuff. And I mean, it's, you just learn so much. It's beautiful. I love it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I, I do it for y'all, you know, like I, thank you. <laughs> I, a lot of great people to talk to and um, I'm glad you could be a part of it. So um, thank you. I'm glad to be a part of it too, man. I really am. Much love, man. Thanks for uh, yes. thanks for being thanks for being on the show. Much love, any time, I guess. But you can only, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for everyone watching, um, be sure to stream Cream Vellum, Venus Arcs, Arcs streaming everywhere, as well as uh, Ryan Sablay here has uh, his solo work that um, will be uh, stay tuned soon, very soon, months, hopefully. Yes. yes. Um. So uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.